We are in the second parak on the uh, Mishnah Tet. It says the Mishnah, "Hamayvi get Medina Sayam, ve'amar befana nechta u'befana nechtam lo yisa es ishto." The case in the Mishnah is someone who's bringing a get from overseas. Uh, the shaliach, the emissary who's bringing the get, has to say the words "befana nechta u'befana nechtam." That before me it was signed, and before me it was uh, so before me it was written, and before me it was signed. There's two reasons given in the beginning of uh, Masechet Gittin why it is this is true, um, why it is that this is so. Um, one reason is because we say Ein B'Kiin Lishma. We're worried that people don't know you have to write, sign the get. Um, Lishma, meaning specifically for that woman who it's being written for. Written for that's one opinion. The other opinion is that we're worried that ain't edi mitsui in the kaimo. That if there is a problem with the get, we're worried you're not going to. We're not going to be able to find edim who are going to be able to mekayim the get, which means to let us know to validate the get. Uh, therefore, we have this emissary who comes do that himself. Um, and for whatever the reason why you have to say that, we need that statement. Therefore, the one who's bringing the get from overseas and who makes that statement, um, which validates this get for us, so says the Mishnah that he is not allowed to marry the woman who is the divorcee over here. Um, the reason is because that emissary, we're, since we're allowing this woman to get married and, and, and believe that her status is that of divorced, only according to his words, so we're worried that, um, that this guy may be tricking us in order to marry this woman. So we let everyone in the world who can marry this woman except for the guy who is the shaliach, the emissary, who has to say, um, In a similar vein, the Mishnah continues, Tanakama holds that if a witness comes and says any of the following things, either that the husband, this woman's husband died, or that I killed, the witness says I killed the woman's husband, or they killed the woman's husband, any of those three statements, so the woman is allowed to get married. We'll see later on in the Masechta that there um, is a big chiddush by... um, by Hilchas Isha, that by um, allowing a woman to get married, we will do that with one aid, with one witness. Um, but still, we so we'll let her get married to anyone here except for this guy who gave the testimony. And the reason for that, again, is because since we're um, allowing this woman to get married and see her status as single, um, and we believe this witness, so we, um, we will do that, but we won't do that for him himself because we're concerned, we have a suspicion that maybe he would do this in order to marry the woman, and he's actually lying. Um, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Haragtiv lo tinase ishto, hagnuhu tinase ishto. Rabbi Yehuda is not arguing on the man himself who gives this testimony, but rather Rabbi Yehuda is arguing on the case of a witness who says, Haragtiv, I killed him. Rabbi Yehuda holds that if, he, if, if the witness says, I killed him, that woman is not allowed to get married to anybody. The reason is because if he says, I killed him, so then that guy himself is a Russia. He's a wicked person. He killed somebody. Wicked people, you do not, you do not accept their testimony in court. Whereas if he says, they killed him, then the woman is allowed to get married because he didn't necessarily do anything wrong. He's just saying, I was standing there and I saw them kill the woman. The Tanakama, who does allow this testimony, agrees, obviously, that someone who's wicked, 
would not allowed to be a witness. Uh, that's because the Torah says, "Al teshed Russia aid." You shouldn't make a Russia, a wicked person, an aid. Um, but the Tanakhama holds that since we have a principle of Enadam Mesimatsmo Russia, that nobody is allowed to um, testify against themselves in order to make themselves into a Russia, so therefore we will divide up his statement. And we will hear in court, we the judges will hear when he says, I killed him, we will only hear he was killed, we will not hear the I part of the statement. We're allowed to um, splice his statement in such a way. And so therefore, we do see this testimony as good testimony, and we don't see this man as a Russia because he's not allowed to come into court and make himself into a Russia. Um, so that's a machloket Rebbe Yehuda and the Tanakama as to which testimony we believe in general. But everybody does agree that in these cases of a guy who brings the get and has to say, Bafane nechta, Bafane nechtam, and um, the guy who testifies about the death of this woman's husband, so that woman is allowed to be married, but this guy who gave the testimony or brought the get himself is not allowed to marry her um, because we are suspic- we're suspicious over here of that guy in particular that we shouldn't believe him and allow this woman to be married to him. Um, the next Mishnah, Mishnah Yud. The Mishnah is going to continue in the same vein here. A Talmud Chacham who um, asks a woman in her neder on her husband. Um, the case is that a woman would take a vow against her husband to say that the husband cannot have any benefit from the woman at all. Obviously, that's an untenable state to have a marriage in. So she then comes to, she took that such a vow. The husband did not release her from that vow in time. And therefore, they're stuck with that vow. Now, she comes to a um, Tami Chacham, and a Tami Chacham, if he is one person who knows the laws of vows well, he could undo her vow. But the only way he can undo her, fa- her vow is that he has to find room for the fact that there's real regret over here. That's the way, that's the mechanism that he can undo the vow. So she comes to him and is trying to find such an avenue to release her from her vow by finding this opening for real regret and, 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 and an opening to be able to say, in effect, that she never really meant it. Um, this Chacham does not, this Talmud Chacham does not find such an avenue, and therefore the vow continues to be binding on this woman and basically destroy the marriage. So we say that that Talmud Chacham cannot marry the woman. So the woman, after she gets divorced, obviously could go and marry someone else. We don't want this Talmud Chacham marrying her because since he was able by himself basically to um, not annul her vow, um, we're suspicious that perhaps he did so because he himself wanted to marry her. So we don't let him marry her. Continuing in the same vein, the Mishnah goes on, If a woman did this act of refusal that we saw um, in the first chapter, that um, she's a katana and she's able to um, basically refuse the marriage and annul the marriage, or um, she did the, chal- the chalitza ceremony in front of the court, Yisa'ena. Then the judge who was um, administering that, that, um, that action in the court could marry her. Mibnei shehu beizdin. Because over there, he is not acting as an individual, he's acting as a Beisdin, which is comprised of more than just one person, and therefore we're not suspicious of him doing anything 
at an individual level in order to marry this woman, so she's able to get married to anybody, including the judge. Um, it continues the Mishnah now to tell us um, different cases, specific cases where these people would be allowed to marry these women. The Chulan means um, all the cases that we just saw, whether the guy was one who was an emissary who brought the get from overseas, or whether the guy was one who brought testimony about the death of the woman's husband, or whether the guy was a Talmud Chacham who um, did not find an opening to release her from her vow, so he ushered her, this woman, on her vow. Um, any of those guys, if they did have wives at the time of this testimony or of that action, and then the wives died, so then these women, whoever these women are that they allowed to get married, could, yes, get married to them. The reason is we don't have a suspicion. At the time of the action, when they did this, they had their own wives. Later, their wives died, so now we don't say, we're not, suspe- we're not suspicious that perhaps they only ruled or only did that act in order to marry these women. No, they were already married. And then later on, the, their wives died, so they're allowed to get married to these, to these women that they um, helped become um, sing- single, marriageable. And similarly, all of these women, any of these women who were um, allowed to get married because of this type of testimony, um, if they did go and get married to other people besides this guy who brought the get or the guy who brought the uh, testimony about the death of their husband or the Tamil Chacham that um, ushered her in her neder, if they went to marry somebody else, and then later they became divorced or widowed, so then they're allowed to go get married to them. And again, we don't have our suspicion because at the time of the action, they didn't, there was no, they, were, they weren't getting married to the people or interested in the people, um, romantically interested in the people who allowed them to get, to become single and um, to be married. Um, but rather they went and married somebody else. And then later on they came back and found this uh, person and got romantically involved, so fine. V'chulan mutaros libnehem or lachehem means that um, they all these um, women um, are allowed to get married to the children or brothers of these people. Meaning the guy who brought the get from overseas, so and and released this woman, allowed her status to be a status of divorce and get married. That woman could marry his son or his brother. We're not suspicious that a person would do something wrong for their son or for their brother. We're only suspicious a person would do something wrong for their own gain, but not for that of their brother or their son. Um, the Bartonora points out here, in a similar vein to how we saw before, um, before we saw in a Mishnah, are these women, if they did do this, the, the man and the woman did get married over here, would we make them get divorced or not? He says no that the only woman that we would make get divorced is if there was a suspicion that a married woman and a man were involved while she was still married, then even after she's no longer married and they get, and they get married, so we make them get divorced. But in any of these cases, if the guy brought the get from overseas and um, ended up marrying the woman that he was bringing the get for and that he had to say for, so we would not make them get divorced. The Chathchila, we would not allow them to get married, but we would not make them get divorced. Um, that is the end of the second paragraph.